0: It's raining tea, hallelujah, with Tess and B, hallelujah. Da, da.
1: Well, it's perfect okay, for was today. That it? Of, yeah, that was that it? I was really it. expecting a lot more from that one. I know, I just. Did you forget it?
0: No. I just. I know many <laughs> more lyrics it. to that song yeah. other
1: than
0: It's Raining Man, hallelujah. That's all I know, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't really say much. And it's the perfect song for today because if you look outside,
1: it is raining. Because you didn't do your Sundance.
0: No, I didn't. I did not do a Sundance today. I was too
1: preoccupied
0: dealing with my sick child because, of course, we are one week into school and I have one sick child. One week in, and that's all it takes. Yep, that, that's pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I gave myself two weeks. I figured in the first two weeks I knew I was going to have a sick child, but yeah, and this cold. I was telling Tessa before the podcast started that literally... It was an instant cold. We went out last night. We saw friends. He was perfectly fine. He was having fun. He was playing. We get in the car. We drive home. By the time we get home, he is so congested. He is so snotty. And he has the worst cough. So,
1: yep, instant, instant cold. Well, we both had really good mornings. Oh. I feel like it's like a Monday. It feels like it should be a Monday, it, but it's not. No. So this morning I woke up, as usual, get ready for work. And I go and find the fricking keys and I can't find the fricking keys because they should be in the little dish with all the other keys. So I'm like, okay, where are they? I go look in the kitchen. They're not there. I look in the dish again. They're not there. I look in my bag. I'm like, okay, this is getting frustrating. I have to go to work. I go back upstairs thinking maybe I left them in the bathroom or the bedroom. I don't know. I looked everywhere. My mom's asleep. It's like six in the morning. So I'm trying not to make a lot of noise looked through my bag, looked everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I don't have any more time left. I had to go outside and call a cab to go to work this morning because I couldn't find the fucking keys. So I literally took a cab to work. I called my husband, didn't pick up. He was at work. He calls me like an hour later. He's like, did you find the keys? And I was like, no, I didn't find the keys. I had to take a cab to work. <laughs> I was very annoyed. Anyways, anywho, he had a great morning. He um, got to see six killer whales, and or no, five killer whales and a family of six otters oh. on the Victoria golf course in the water as the sun was rising, like, while he's eating fish and chips for lunch for free as I'm calving it to work. Now, more importantly, did you find yeah. your keys? Yeah. Do you know where they were? Uh-oh. They were in my husband's pocket. Oh <gasps> No. Mm-hmm. So good thing I didn't spend any more or waste any more time looking for them. Because I would have been late for work. And I like to be early for work. I don't like to be late. I was just on time today and that gave me so much anxiety. So that's how my day went. While well, your
0: husband's out there gazing at the whales yeah. and the otters. Mm-hmm. Enjoying his beautiful mm-hmm. sunrise. With his amazing free lunch. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wish that
1: all offices offered... Lunch. Wouldn't that be Or, amazing? like, just at a cafeteria. Just the fact that he doesn't have to worry about packing lunch. He doesn't have to think about what to make for lunch. He literally just shows up to work and gets lunch at 11. It's all served for him. And it's not just, like, lunch. Like, this is, like, gourmet lunch, so.
0: I know. Last week, what was it that he was saying that he was having, like, the breakfast sandwiches? Oh, the crispy chicken burger.
1: He likes those. It was the bur- beef and oh, bean. bean burrito.
0: Yeah, because I'm not sure if Tessa shared before, but her husband is a finicky eater.
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe a picky eater. Yeah.
0: So, very limited. I feel like, though, having free lunch will expand his horizons. And one of the most annoying things I think that's going to happen, if it hasn't happened already, is he's going to try something that Tessa's been, like, telling him to try for, like, years. And he's going to try it at work because he's going to be free. And then he's going to come home and be like, hey, babe, did you, have you ever had butter chicken? (laughs) Ew, no. so,
1: okay, well, not butter chicken. No, I hate butter chicken, no. That wouldn't happen in this house. But he's going to come home and be like, have have you tried
0: this? And Tessa's going to be like, yes, I've been trying to get you to try it for the last 10 years of my life. And he's going to be like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. And you're going to want to murder him.
1: Well, I'm sitting there eating Mr. Noodles because I couldn't be bothered to make or think of anything for lunch. Even I work from
0: home and even the struggles I have, if there is not leftovers in my fridge, Today I just swear I stared at my fridge for like ten minutes, and you know when you open your fridge and you look and you're like no, then you close it, then you open again and you think that there's gonna you be expect like, there to be something <laughs> yeah. there.
1: There's not.
0: No, I, ended I hate at, that. I ended up making myself a quick. I know it's not your favorite
1: Thai curry. Ugh. No, I know. that sounds spicy. It, it was yes. yeah no no thank
0: you I think I even added more spice no, to it thank you to the point where I was like crying but
1: it's the weather how do you enjoy your food like that oh, I love it I love when you're meat. like sweating and crying how are you actually enjoying that meal see I like my food when it's spicy but I can still taste other flavors but when you're sweating and crying how is that an enjoyable meal oh it's so good it oh tastes I feel makes like no sense
0: yeah I love it I love the spice it's like hot wings
1: i can understand liking spice but then there's like crying and sweating and snotting and be like oh, this is so good it's like no it can't be that good mm-hmm, how are is. you enjoying that when you're like dying on the inside Because
0: generally if it's that spicy you can't taste has, anything else
1: yeah no but it has to have other flavors if it's just that hot. When, when your nose is snotting like that you can't be tasting much else no.
0: it's the saltiness from your smell <laughs>
1: And you're like, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Ew! You're, uh, you're gross. I'm
0: sorry. I, I can't. can't handle it. <laughs> Want a little extra
1: salt with Ew, your food? Ew,
0: okay. Just make it spicy. Oh my <laughs>
1: god. I just don't see how that's enjoyable. I see people eating spicy food, and they're sweating, and they're red, and they're just like snotting, and they're just like, they look so uncomfortable. I'm like, how is that enjoyable? Oh, I but don't see, get
0: it. Yeah, I like spicy food as long as you can taste other flavors. Yeah, we'll just agree to disagree. That's
1: fine. Ew. Yeah. Ew. One, of,
0: one of the biggest mistakes I made when I went to Arizona one year, I went for Mexican food with my uncle. Oh, boy. And I got a beautiful Mexican dish, but I also got a spicy margarita. Now, the issue was, was that my food was spicy. But my drink was also super spicy. That's dumb. Yeah, that's really (laughs) dumb. So, as I'm trying to eat my food, I'm like, oh my God, this is so spicy. And then I'm trying to drink my drink, and it's so spicy. And I'm literally, that was probably an instance where I did not enjoy it. I was going to say, how was that enjoyable? That was, but like my drink was delicious, and my food was delicious, but together it was too much. Like, I needed
1: like. Volcano.
0: Yeah, it was. I think I left there, and I'm sure like my shirt was probably wet from sweating because. There was no relief. Even the water I was drinking, mm. I was like, I swear they put jalapenos for that my water. That so fun.
1: <laughs> mm, so fun. So good. No. it was um, awful. Whatever.
0: People are so weird. Also, my day was not fun at the beginning, kind of like Tessa's, because um, my youngest, who is, will be two in December, she's just started daycare at the beginning of September, and the adjustment period has been extremely hard on both her and I. She is crying a lot at drop-offs and, you know, calling for me, wanting me to stay. And I think it usually ends in both of us crying because she's crying as I leave. And then when I get back in the car, like today, um, I was literally sobbing. I think I sat in the parking lot for five minutes, just crying because it was so hard. And I was like, why am I doing this? And, I know it's good for her. I know, like, you know, at some point she's going to have to go to school. The separation anxiety is normal. And she's just used to being with me all the time. You know what
1: might help? It's hard. You know what might help? If you had, like, a spicy burrito sitting in your car (laughs) waiting
0: for you. (laughs) I thought you were gonna say like if I had a spicy burrito so that my farts were really bad
1: or something. So she was like, get me out of this car, get me away I was from my so you could sit in your car and cry, you'd be like, It's so spicy and sweat and just be like everything's fine. Everything's fine. No,
0: no. I thought you were going in a different direction, but no, you
1: know that it wouldn't. Yeah. All the children's.
0: Yeah. Um, so there was a few things last week that we talked about. Um, about aging parents and kind of like the loss of a parent. There was one point that we really wanted to kind of reiterate and talk about, and it's just the grief process. Um, One of the biggest things is that sometimes we all forget to listen. And when people are dealing with grief, it is such an important part of it is that if someone's going through it and you're their friend, you need to listen to what they're saying, what they're needing, because so often we don't listen to others and we want them to react and deal with grief the way we want and we want them to cope the way we want and we want them to do the things that we think they should do but we're not actually listening to them we're projecting onto them our personal opinions and as a friend during these really crucial and hard times it's so important even if it's not to do with loss just in life is that we're just listening to our friends and what it is they need not what you think they need what they're telling you they need right now
1: i also think it's hard too because like for awkward people like me <laughs> i don't deal with situations like that very well whether i'm on one end or the other so if someone has just lost family member friend pet anything I know how I would handle it. And I I get so awkward because I'm like, for me, I'm like, I don't like to talk about it because the minute I open my mouth, I just want to cry. And it's like, sometimes if it's like a coworker or something at work, I don't want to do that at work. So I just like shut down and I just don't say anything. But then I'm like, sometimes if it's opposite where like someone comes to work and they've had like a really um, traumatic experience, I'm like, I get so awkward because I'm yeah. like, do I hug you? Do I like, do I ask you? Obviously I know you're not okay, but like, do I? say anything because some people like me don't want to talk about it I'm just like nope nope no, nope. because the minute yeah. I do I'm just like I know I, like, I just don't want to talk about it but other people really benefit from talking about it so it's yeah. really hard to find that balance too of like knowing who you're talking to and what yeah. they need and again like you say listening to them because yeah. Yeah, it's hard to find that balance
0: and one of the most useful things that I have found is If your friend or someone you love is dealing with that, what you can do is if you don't know how to best support them, ask them, not ask them, like, what can I do? Ask them, how can I best support you right now? And for example, someone like Tessa might just say, honestly, just knowing that you're there, getting those text messages every once in a while, that's fabulous. And when I'm ready to see you, I would love to get together. I would love to have that glass of wine. And, you know, honestly, I'd probably be the same. Be Mm -hmm. like, I'll let you know when I'm ready to see people. I don't necessarily like to be overwhelmed. And, you know, when I'm grieving, I also, when I'm emotional, don't hug me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't come near me. Don't look at me. (laughs) I need
0: my time. And do what's so funny is that (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about this. Yes. Tessa, you're very funny. Um, is my daughter, is the exact same. She's not even two. And when she gets hurt or she's really upset and you're like, Oh sweetie, like, do you need a hug? And she's like, no. And she'll like squirm out of your arms and she'll go and she'll sit by herself and just be sad. And like, she just needs that moment. And I'm like, oh. it's so interesting though, how young that can happen. And like, you recognize like, she just, she's not one of those people. Whereas like my son, when he's hurt, he is like, mama cuddle me, like wrap me up. I want all the love right now. Yeah.
1: And I find like for me, it's, it's, I don't show emotion well with certain things, especially like traumatic experiences. So the minute someone hugs me, I'm just like, I start crying. So I'm like, don't come near me. Don't talk to me. Just leave me be and I'll get through my day. Cause yeah, the minute you hug me, I'm just waterworks. Um, Especially in like, again, like people love you. They want to be there for you, especially like work people that see you like freaking eight hours a day. But it's like, I used to have to tell them like, no, I can't talk about it because the minute you hug me or say anything nice to me, I just can't.
0: And I think that it's fair to say that when you are that person and if people are trying to be there for you in ways that don't work for you, that it's okay to say, you know what, I really appreciate everything you're doing, but um, how you can best support me right now is actually distracting me not talk like let's not talk about it let's keep not it professional yeah and I don't think it's like I think it's realistic for us to be able to also set those parameters if people are maybe kind of going down a different way that it's like making you uncomfortable or making you emotional and you're like this isn't what I need right now to be like you know what like I really appreciate like I know your intention is good I know it's like gold you are coming at me with love yeah
1: however right now this isn't Yeah. And that's what I used to do. I think I've said that before, like I would text my girlfriend at work and I'd just be like, Hey, like I'm coming in today. Just please let everyone know I'm coming in just to not bring it up. Let's just act like it's a regular work day. I just need to get through the day distractions. Cause if I'm going to have a moment, I'm going to go lock myself in the bathroom. I don't want anyone to see it. I just want to get through my day. And then there's also, uh, also like certain people, like when you would come over after work, then it could be a little bit different. But, um, I don't usually like to um, show my emotions a lot to a lot of people. So
0: as we were saying before this podcast, you are quite a private person. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because I, you're a private person, but you also wear your emotion
1: on your sleeve. And I think it depends on who it is. Cause yeah. sometimes I'm just like, I put a wall up. I'm like, okay. Hey. <laughs> Is this conversation over? I'm staring at them, nodding, not even know what is going on. I'm just like, I want this to end. Okay, bye. And then they leave and I can go <laughs> lock myself in the bathroom and cry or get angry. But I just, it depends on the situation and the person.
0: I think Tess and I eventually will have to get some video up because half the, <laughs> half the fun yeah. of the podcast is if you look at our gestures and what or we're doing. Or right now. <laughs> or set up right now. We are um, garaging it yeah. right now. Which I
1: actually am really enjoying. Yeah, me too.
0: It's mm. kind of nice like the fresh air because it's rainy, but we're not in
1: the rain. You so we can
0: see it and hear it. It's just quite peaceful actually. Yeah. I mean, if all the cars could stop going past Ooh. I would really appreciate that but I think that might be too much to ask. Especially this time oh. of year with the Vic. It's really annoying. Yeah. And there's a lot of bad drivers out there. Oh, I don't Jesus. understand. I mean, I think in Victoria as a whole there's just... You know so many and i really have to watch as i said before my curse words i'm already saying the f word too much and then i hear my son and he gets mad at something and he goes oh fuck and i'm like oh, oh, oh no because he's three and he's going to preschool and the last thing i want is him to get frustrated with something he's doing and to say that and be like oh you're that parent but i mean i know that i'm not alone it is hard it's i mean at the end of the day it is just a word yes it's inappropriate.
1: But, but you know I what? Kids are myself. also kids. Mm-hmm. My nephew, who is four, I think, he saw me the other day and reading grapes, and then he said, "Auntie doesn't need another grape because she's very large and wide." And I thought, "That's very nice of you. Thank you." But they are just—they're so- just so like young and like they're just speaking the truth. And I'm like, I get it, but that's a little like rude. But like you know you're not wrong but like maybe like tone it down a little bit when you're talking to other people because they might be take offense to that
0: they are just so there's a word that i'm thinking of that like they're so straightforward and they're so factual right like they don't understand the concept of like like socially appropriate things like i remember babysitting and the kid must have been i don't know 4 or 5 i i can't even remember this was so long ago and I had a giant zit on my face. <laughs> and of course this kid was like, oh my God, look at that. That thing is huge. But they are just so factual yeah. about what they see. There's no like, there's no filter on kids. No,
1: that's the word. It's a filter.
0: Yeah. No filter. And then you just, you just get like <laughs> unedited.
1: Yeah. What they see. And, and then you hear it and you're like, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So last week, we also talked about kind of the loss of a parent and whatnot, and we thought that we would just kind of touch on that a little bit again today, Um, just with, well, we talked about the loss of a parent, and we said, like, for a lot of us, as we grow up, our parents are what we look at as like the strongest person in the world. Like we probably, you probably have the same thing. Like I thought my dad was like the strongest person, like with the biggest muscles and could do anything. So we just wanted to touch on what it was like actually. And you know, my dad is still living, but even just watching him age and watching him deteriorate, um, you know, my dad is a brittle diabetic. So he has had these severe episodes where he blacks out and doesn't remember anything. It's like, he's really drunk. He's been hospitalized numerous times. He's had some really awful encounters that he's so lucky that he's alive from, um, that are just terrifying. And, you know, even watching that, watching his condition deteriorate at times and him getting sicker and just, you know, he's not as strong as he used to be. And, it's hard there's nothing that prepares you for it no. so um what was your experience like obviously <coughs> you you and your dad were the most hilarious people in the world thank you yes yeah. we were um and probably in your mind he was the strongest person yeah. and so when he started to
1: get you sick, know what even though my dad was very sick in the hospital he was still very strong like honestly um He had a lot of swelling when he was in the hospital because he did a lot of sitting and he was not well. And my uncle is a physiotherapist at the Vic General Hospital and where my dad was at the time. And um, he would say, like, hey, Spence, like, time to get up, time to go for a walk. And my dad would be like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't. And he'd be like, no, we're getting up. And that's also the first time I've seen my uncle be very strong, too, because, like, the two of them, he would just, like, pick my dad up, put him on his walker. And then my dad would be in his walker or wheelchair with the brakes on, like in his wheelchair with the brakes on, guiding himself up the hallway. And they'd have to keep an eye on him because he's tried to escape so many times because you'd always say, oh, the number 14 is just out there. And if I take that number 14 bus, I can get home. So he was very strong. But and obviously, him. very
0: aware of the fact that the number fourteen oh, he bus, would see it from his window.
1: Actually, take him home. Yeah. Oh, and he would watch it every day. So the nurse that was always on duty would put the brakes on purposely on his wheelchair, knowing that that he couldn't get away. But then my dad would start getting old space so he'd have to keep a very close eye on him. So he's still very strong. But of course, as the end kind of came, he became very weak. And um, but he was also still really funny. My dad. Um, would order dinners from the hospital and he would get upset when they brought him not his meal. So he started keeping the receipts. I don't even know if that's what you call it, the receipts in his pocket. So I'd go there every day and my dad would have a stack of fucking receipts in his pocket. And I'd be like, what is that? And he'd be like, they're trying to trick me into eating something I don't want to eat. So he'd (laughs) keep them all. But that was also very his job. He'd always have so many notebooks and like pieces of paper. So I think he kind of related to that. And then he got into Jello, and he didn't want to eat it at the time. But he didn't want them to take it away, so he started hoarding Jello at the hospital. And I bought him a game that came in a tin. It was like, um, not checkers. What's the other one? Not X's and O's. Snakes and ladders. No. Chess. No. Connect. Oh yeah. The, okay. Yeah. The, whatever that one was. I went there one day to play it with him, and I opened it. It was full of jello. It was full of fucking orange jello. There was jello fucking <laughs> everywhere. And then I went to get his phone cuz I'd read him texts every day. And I'd be like, "Dad, why is there jello all over your phone?" Cuz he'd start hoarding things in the hospital. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was always a treat. And then he'd start watching TV. And my dad's very into sports and like um thrillers, like mm-hmm. Red and like all these like war movies and stuff like that. And he kept putting on, I don't even know what's called, gypsy weddings or something. Oh. And I'd be like, try to change the t- channel. And my dad would rip the remote out of my hand and be like, no, we're watching my gypsy, my big gypsy wedding yeah. or something. Uh, excuse me? No, I'm not sitting here watching that with you. <laughs> Get out.
0: So it sounds like he changed a little bit in his.
1: But I also think he was going a little bit lately, but.
0: Because there were, the, there's also like, there's a lot of hard times as your parents age and as they start to forget things and they start to just deteriorate but as Tessa was telling me last week there's also really funny things which one well I think you were mentioning too about like your dad thinking there was parties happening oh
1: all the time he thought the nurses were partying every night he went to invite them all over for dinner when he got out of the hospital okay was that one yeah oh there's so many like not inappropriate things but like I remember like you know things that you never would expect to see your parents like my dad would have to wear a diaper because a lot of times he'd get angry in the night and he'd be restrained so they had to put him a diaper and of course I'd go there and try and take care of him so the nurses didn't have to and he scared me I thought there was a spider and um yeah so I would be like in the bathroom with him trying to help him and you know, I saw a lot of things that you never thought you would see when uh yeah, with your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Probably in some compromising positions uh-huh. that you were like, This mm-hmm. is
0: not what I imagined. No. But you probably don't even like you don't no. even think of it as like a inappropriate no. setting or didn't like bother that. me at all.
1: You know, I was like, glad to be there and help out and
0: And whether, you know, you had balls land on your head. Which yeah,
1: that yeah. And it did happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, try to change my dad's diaper and his balls are on my head, and I'm like, I never thought I'd ever be in this position, literally <laughs> ever. I'm like, can we just go for a walk and then, or go for a walk? We don't take your new wheelchair. We'll go. F- no, I just want to stay in my hotel room. Okay. Oh
0: right, your dad thought yeah. it was like his hotel room because it's so bougie in there. Like, seriously, they're making him comfortable. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's good that he had like such a good yeah outlook on everything
1: and And, yeah and then there was like my dad was in physiotherapy and stuff like that and the lady would come up and get him up and then he would pretend like his knees would buckle and my dad never saw that physiotherapist ever again (laughs) I think she cut him from her service because he would pretend like he had a lot going on that he didn't at the time and would just mess with her and um (laughs) That's when my uncle stepped in and was like, I'll take over. Because <laughs> he'd be like, oh, my knees. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm just fucking with you. And it was like, Dad, you you, you can't do that to them here. This is their job. They're helping you. They don't know you. They don't know how hilarious exactly. you are. Whereas I'm, like, are. in the background laughing. <laughs> this is amazing. situation. <laughs>
0: so there was just stuff that we wanted to share because we knew that It got pretty serious last week. And obviously the loss of a parent is not easy. It's not easy to watch our parents deteriorate and age. There's really nothing that prepares you. You know, even the conversations that I've been having with my mom, my baba, I'm so lucky and I'm so grateful. My baba's 93 and, you know, for my mom still, it's still hard to watch her mom get older and stuff because really we grow up and we want our parents to live and we think that they're going to live forever so even as they're nearing 100 it's still those like I still want you around like and it never
1: gets easy no ever no
0: this coming weekend we are going to be as I think I mentioned we lost my father-in-law a couple weeks ago and this weekend we are going to be celebrating his life and I know that my husband is not ready. Um, I think that for him, he's been so distracted with work and his job and stuff that it's kept him busy, but, um, he hasn't had that. It it doesn't, it's not real yet. And I think having this this weekend as Tessa probably can share, like when you have to have those celebrations, everything becomes real And it is real. So, you know, anyone going through this, know that you're not alone. Know that there is support. You have loved ones around you. It is not easy. And we are just sending so much love. There's nothing that can prepare you for any of it. Um, Any final thoughts?
1: No, I just got a message from a friend that there's an emergency. So I should probably call her back.
0: But, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you have any funny stories or any ways that you've coped with your aging parents or how have you prepared mentally for the inevitable as they age, feel free to reach out. Let us know what have been. Tell us your
1: stories. Yeah. We're good. Bad, funny. Yeah. Anything. So happy Tuesday.